Meanwhile, Cinephile, a movie review podcast for people who don't watch movies. I'm Jordan. I'm Sammy. And we just spent at least (laughs) five to ten minutes trying to set up this microphone again. But we did it, and for a while it was crackling, and I got scared we were going to have to use my computer mic again. Why would it be crackling right now? Yes, but I mean, okay, we should probably check, but it's fine. We'll do it later. We can just do it later. We'll just do like two hours of um, material, and and then then... (laughs) if it doesn't work, then we won't have a podcast, and it's okay. But um, the wire for the mic, Ellie tried to uh, grab. She loves wires. Times. She's yeah. going to do that. I know, but I was she afraid goes, like, she's going like, to with wires. Sink her long claws. Her claws are so long, just like into the wire. You want to cut them? No. Okay. Do you want to cut them? No, I don't. That's okay. why I haven't. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> something we tried to do, but we're here. We're back. We're kicking it, and you know it's going great. Let's. <sighs> Just take a minute. Take a... <laughs> let's unwind. A breather. Let's just talk about what what has been going on in your life, Jordan. Let's let's talk about that. So, um, I just signed up to become a United Nations volunteer. Woo! Volunteer hours. Um, something good just happened. What just? Ha- oh, I got a nose piercing. Yay! Woo! This has been a good week. I love that. I. I mean, my know... piercing hurts, so it's okay. So. It's it's new and it looks great. Thank she you. She looks really really good. Yeah. So period, we love it. Um, I have just been doing homework <laughs> a lot, <laughs> basically. Um, and we, my family went to Goodwill yesterday, oh, and fine. I got a T-shirt that says Honey Badger versus Cobra. And I know that meme is like 15 years old, but <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy the shirt because the Honey Badger looked really cool, so I bought it. Also, um, I got a tank top that I'm wearing right now, and like within. An hour of wearing it, I spilled Taco Bell and <laughs> Bob Blast on it. That sounds like a you problem. So, I mean, you know, not great. But, you know, it's okay. Things happen. And life happens. So, <laughs> Oh, speaking of That's life happening. Philosophy. That is our philosophy, period. <laughs> speaking of life happening, we pulled uh, another oopsie. And we were supposed to do... The Devil Wears Prada. This oh, week, yeah. Which I told my mother about. <laughs> I feel like she's gonna be a little disappointed. We were so excited for that. Yeah, I know. I was excited because I'd never watched it before, but I knew it was good. And I love it so much. It's such a great movie. Sammy was gonna love it, but I, you know what? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, but they lied. They lied because yes. they said it was on Hulu on Google, and it's not. Unless maybe I was just dumb, dumb. But that happens. It could be the latter. It could be the latter, but that's okay. It happens. <laughs> And that's okay. So that's let's okay just, because yeah. we are now watching When Harry Met Sally. Woo! I love this movie so much. Jordan just recently watched it yes. and she loved it. I love it so much. So Woo! I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I know like abs- like next to nothing about this movie. I remember reading the plot a very long time ago. <laughs> and but as usual I probably didn't pay attention to it. So let's just see what happens. So let's just get right into it. Let's Jordan tell us a little bit about when Harry met Sally. Okay, so in 1977, college graduates Harry Burns and Sally Albright share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever truly be strictly platonic friends. Ten years later, Harry and Sally meet again at a bookstore, and in the company of their respective best friends, Jess and Marie, attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. Mm, Love it. Wow. Let's just, you know... Let's just get right into it. Let's just take a shot at the plot. Let's just take a (laughs) shot. 
<laughs> okay, so I I'm Put that assuming. Out, <laughs> no, <it's funny. laughs> so I'm just assuming that that did little to nothing. Uh, it really did. Relaying the plot, uh, yeah. relaying the plot. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. So Harry and oh, Sally <laughs> have just graduated from college, and you know what that means? That means it's time to party. So they go to a bar and they get really drunk, but they see each other across the room. And it's like, you know how in romantic comedies when they see each other across the room and, like, the whole party slows down, they're just looking at each other, and it's like, you know, like, or music like that, something like that. But they see each other across the room, and they know immediately. <laughs> Wait, was that Carol's Whisper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what other song is there? <laughs> only one song There's, plays at parties. Yes, only one song plays at parties. It's Carol's Whisper over and over and over again. Um, I can testify, I was the party. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, they see each other from across the room, and they know immediately that like this is gonna be a thing for the next like twenty years that they know each other. Mm-hmm. But maybe the at the they're like we don't know if it's gonna be a permanent thing. Maybe it'll be turbulent. Maybe we'll find other people, and maybe we'll live our lives not knowing each other. But then we'll know each other after all. So then, <laughs> it's fine. It'll make sense. So. Harry and Sally, like, they, they just, like, they disregard everything they were doing. Like, maybe Harry was talking to somebody, Sally was dancing. They just walk across the room and meet each other in the middle. And Sally's like, hey. And Harry's like, hey, you want to go to a diner? And Sally's like, yeah, I could, I could go for, a, like, a waffle. So, <laughs> they go to Waffle House. <laughs> Sally gets a waffle. Okay. And Harry doesn't know what he wants to eat. And Sally starts talking about how good the waffle is. And it's so good that she starts making sexual advances toward the waffle. (laughs) And Harry's like, well, okay, that's fine. I'll have what she's having. So you've seen that scene? Harry, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, Okay, cool. I mean, I guess that will be a surprise (laughs) for me too. But he's like, I'll have what she's having. And they both have waffles together. And then they ha- start having, you know, like, they're college students. Maybe they both graduated with degrees in astrology. <laughs> they start Wait, having... is that a degree? Maybe. Shoot, I might mean, have to change my major. We changed our majors, they baby. Our major. Anyway, so they both got a degree in astrology, and they're talking to each other about philosophical things like the universe. And Sally's like, do you think soulmates are real? It's foreshadowing. And Harry's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just whatever the universe wants for us will happen. Harry is Harry Styles. Harry is Harry Styles. (laughs) And Sally's like, well, do you think the universe would want us to be... (laughs) Jordan started taking a shower. (laughs) It's okay. He's valid. Um, It's okay. So, what's it saying? Oh, the universe. Oh, yes. Um, Sally's like, but do you think the universe would want to give us one person to end up with forever? Like, do you think the probability of that is possible? And Harry's like, I think it's a one in seven billion chance, because that's how many people are on the earth. Right. I think it's a Thank one you. in seven billion <laughs> chance for people to meet their one true soulmate. I mean, what if you have more than one soulmate? Like a platonic soulmate, a romantic soulmate, a... Uh, animal? Animal soulmate. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and, and Sally's like, well, then it would be less than a one in seven billion chance if there's more people. But then Harry's like, there's too many people on this earth. I don't believe in soulmates. And Sally's like, okay. And then, you know, Harry's like, you want to come back to my place? And Sally's like, no, I can't. I've taken a vow of abstinence. 
Um, and Harry's like, well, why, what if the universe wants you to go to bed with me? And Sally's like, how do you know what the universe wants, Harry? You just want to get in my pants. And Harry's like, well, you're right, but that doesn't mean you have to say it out loud. And Sally's like, screw you, Harry. I hope we never meet again. Ah! And then she slaps him. And then she just stalks off. And she's like, I'm done with men. I'm having no more relationships It's like ever. the Wizards of Waverly Place movie where it's like, be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's 10 years later. Sally is like 30 years old and she, you know, she's, she's, she's working a good job. She is a psychic medium because that's what her degree could get her. And she's living a, a fairly moderate life. You know, it's not glamorous, but she does enjoy what she has. So she's out. Let's say they live in New York City. She's out on the subway and, you know, she's, you know, dressed in her cool psychic medium outfit and she's on her way to a house call to go banish a ghost from a house, right? So she gets to the house. It's like a big, scary, like, sort of run-down apartment. And she gets, she knocks on the door. She's like, psychic medium, I'm here to banish your ghost. And then she opens the door, and it's Harry. Oh. And Harry is not doing good. Oh, like, wow. he has clearly been, like, staying up. For a while, well, he has a ghost in his house, so of course. But he's like, he's like not sleeping. He looks sort of like, um, haggardly. Is that a okay? Word? And he's, okay. you know, he's sort of, he's tired. He looks tired. He looks messy. He just doesn't look like he's doing great. And he opens the door and he sees Sally, and he's like, oh my god, all my memories from ten years ago are coming back. <laughs> and he's like, but he's like, I can't be vulnerable around her, cause. That's, like, what men do, I guess. <laughs> oh. He's like, I can't be vulnerable around her or else she's going to know that I'm doing bad. I have to give her the impression that it was my choice to look like this. <laughs> so he's like, hi, psychic medium. I'm guessing you're here to banish my ghost. But Sally recognizes him immediately. Mm-hmm. And Sally's like, Harry, it's me. Do you remember me? I'm Sally from ten years ago. <laughs> and he tried to get in my pants by telling me the universe wanted me to get in your pants. And I bit, I smacked you all those years ago. And Harry has never forgotten because his trauma has gotten the best of him. And he's like, um, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, I am paying you, so please get in here and banish my ghost. So well, Sally comes like in. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I hope this doesn't put me on an FBI watch list. <laughs> it's okay. So Sally comes in. She's kind of upset like she would be upset right because like that he's just pretending not to know her and she's like okay i'll banish your ghost first you have to get out my ouija board and if you are a psychic medium i'm so sorry because <laughs> like, i have no clue what you do and i i i i think you're pretty cool anyway the only so, medium i know is the long island medium what is that? you know you never watched long island medium Mm-mm. on tlc are you surprised I actually am. I never watched it. I don't oh, even. I don't wow. ever watch TV. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't have cable. <laughs> we're we're actually thinking about getting rid of our cable because we never use it anymore. Yeah, you yeah. should. Okay, period. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> so Sally comes in and she's like, "We have to get out my Ouija board and talk to the ghost, right?" And so Harry sits across from Sally, and it's just like when they were at a diner sitting across from each other ten years ago. Oh. And Harry is like having all these memories, but he's repressing them. And Sally is like, "Okay." Now I need you to put your fingers on the planchette. So they do. And Sally's like, Ghost, will you tell us your name? 
the planchette doesn't move, right? Nothing moves. Okay. And Harry's like, well, that's weird. I could have sworn there was a ghost in here. I saw like a hallucination of a woman. Now, oh, keep that in mind. Okay. Right? <laughs> so Sally's like, Miss Ghost, will you please show us your face? The planchette doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Nothing moves. The lights are on still. Or no, the lights are off. It's a seance. The lights are off. Okay. Nothing flickers. They have candles. The candles don't flicker. Mm-hmm. Everything is completely still. And Harry's like, that is so weird because I could have sworn there's a ghost haunting me mm-hmm. and I can't sleep because of it. Mm-hmm. And Sally's like, okay, we'll try one more time. This one is foolproof. So she puts her fingers on the punch up and so does Harry. And Sally's like, ghost, come out if you think astrology is real. And nothing comes out. And of course astrology is real. She's a psychic medium. So Sally's like, there's no ghost in here. Oh. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so I said, no, there's I, there's literally no ghost in here. Like, she would have come out because astrology is real, duh. And so <laughs> Harry's like, that is so crazy. Why haven't I been able to sleep for the past 10 years? <laughs> Sally's like, I don't know. Maybe it was the ghost from someone from your past. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's like, huh. And Sally's like, Harry, what did the ghost look like that was haunting you? And Harry was like, well, she had brown hair. (laughs) Sally has brown hair. And she was white. Sally is white. And she had blue eyes. Sally has blue eyes. (laughs) And she was a psychic medium. And Sally is a psychic medium. So Sally's like, oh my god. It's not a physical ghost that's haunting you. It's the ghost of your past. You just regret never going to bed with me or forming a good relationship or maybe asking me to come home with you in a nicer way. Oh, and Harry's why is she like, so <laughs> she hasn't let it go for 10 years. And Harry's like, oh my God, you're right. Sally, I love you. And Harry, Sally is like, I love you too, Harry. And they run into each other's arms and all the candles start flickering and the lights start flickering. It's all the ghosts in the <laughs> other apartments celebrating their love. And they finally go to bed together and have a child, and they name it Pisces. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's all I have for I you. I hate that plot. I have nothing else for you. <laughs> that's all my brain cells can offer you today. <laughs> well, I guess that means it's time, it's time to watch the movie. It's time to watch the movie. How long is the movie? Like an um, hour and 40 minutes long? Cool. Wait, where is it? Oh, yeah, an hour and 40 minutes. All right, well. I guess we're going to go watch the movie. Right, see you guys in an hour and 40 <laughs> minutes. Fun fact. Billy Crystal improvised throughout When Harry Met Sally, specifically in, um, I, this is a spoiler. Um, here, I'll just, what, I'll just cover my ears. Was in the love scene where he declares his love for Sally. Oh, I don't think that was a spoiler. I don't really think that was a spoiler. All right. All right, cool. Yay. Yay. Hello. We are back. And the movie has been watched. I like that movie. I thought it was cute. I enjoyed it. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, it takes me, like, 20 minutes to, like, drink something. You're valid. So. (laughs) Oh, wait. Let me actually get my phone because. She uh, took notes. I took notes this time. I was actually an attentive listener to the movie. I was very shocked. Every time we do this, I always 
like we're watching it and I think I'm gonna remember something <laughs> and then as soon as the movie is done my brain is like time to turn off well I mean we all know your memory skills that's, that's true that's the entire point <laughs> of this podcast work. oh my god Ellie just got so long did you see that she's stretching <laughs> hi honey <laughs> okay. so I I like that movie a lot I thought it was cute it was a nice rom-com so uh, nice. a good video for a good Monday morning Ellie <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind my cat. She's, um... If you hear her making noises, it's because she's smelling the she microphone. Really, she really liked the movie. She wanted her input. She wanted yes. Her input. She did sleep through the entire thing, though, so that's another thing. People don't even know that. <laughs> she liked the movie. Period. So, also, I just thought about something before we actually get started with the critique. Happy one-month podcast anniversary. Oh, my gosh. You're joking. Yes. It's been... This is our fourth episode. It's been four weeks since we started. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's our one month. Oh my god, it's our one month. Oh wow! Oh my god, I love this for us. Wow. We have been making it. We've been um, steadily <laughs> making episodes. Not many people have been listening to them. It's but the dedication that that's matters. Okay, because we love doing it, so we're gonna keep doing it, and maybe we'll maybe we'll become famous. Maybe Bill Gates will listen to our podcast and be like, "These girls will change the world." Being like, I need to give them all my money right now. Yes, please. Hopefully. That's what we're aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's go ahead and... Screw it. Review, review it. it. All right. Okay. So, category five. Score. So, I did like the score about this a lot. And I think I'm going to say that for every single movie. But this one, especially, I liked because... The songs did a good job of, like, there's something in music theory called word painting, which I know you hate. And this is not not necessarily an example of word painting, but it, it's sort of, it's like it's like the chorus in a Shakespeare movie. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Because you know how, like... Shakespeare mo- movie. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Shakespeare play. <laughs> Yeah, bad, Shakespeare sorry. is, like, next to Tarantino for, like, He's my favorite like, One of the greatest directors of all time. <laughs> But no, it's it's like the chorus in a Shakespeare play, because like in Romeo and Juliet, which is like the only Shakespeare play that I have read. That is such Sorry. a lie. You've oh, read... I've read other ones, but like... <laughs> then what? No, that's, I feel like that's the one that's resonated with me the most, because I've read it twice. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, so it's the only one that I remember a lot. And basically, the, there was he uses like a plot device where it's like... The chorus just like basically sums up everything that just happened. <laughs> like I appreciate it to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, because like, cause, like you forget what you forget what's happening. So like at the beginning of Act Two, I believe like the chorus is just like yeah, now everything is a mess, and it just recaps everything that happened. So like that happened a lot with the song. So like when Harry and Sally first met, like when they were driving to New York from college, they had a disagreement about how men and women can't be friends, right? Mm-hmm. Which is foreshadowing for later, but that doesn't matter. They had a disagreement about it. And then that Louis Armstrong song came on where it's like, you say neither, I say neither. You say either, I say either. Yeah, let's call the whole thing off. It's like saying, oh, they just had a disagreement. Here's a song about a disagreement. And then um, there was there was another example where it was he was it was when he realized that he was in love with Sally. And he was like next to that. What? Like the big arch that they first drove by when they met each other for the first time. And he had his whole big epiphany. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, a song started playing, going, it had to be you, it had to be you. Yeah. It's just, like, basically recapping what's happening, recapping, yeah, go, 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 go. Sorry. No, I, um, I was trying to think of, like, the movie that it reminded me of. But you remember in Clueless, mm-hmm. when Cher was like, I'm in love with Josh, and yeah. she's in front of the fountain, uh-huh. and, like, the fountain, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, showing, bas- not, like, sh- yeah, sort of, like, showing 
the character's thoughts, not necessarily through visuals like Clueless, but through setting. songs. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The songs and setting, because, yeah, like, it, it came full circle because he came right back to that big old arch. Right. Which is good. I also think that I like the soundtrack a lot because it was very... I like jazz a lot. Do you like jazz? Harry Cut- <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. did a really great job. Was he the... Was he the um, yeah. Period. Love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked it a lot. I liked the soundtrack. Um, it was very nice. It was a very... It was a very, like, New York soundtrack, if that makes sense. I get that, you know, yeah. You, you think about the city, and you think about, like, it's bustling, but you think about that, and you think about jazz, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, like, you think, like, about a big band, I guess, when there's a lot of traffic, but when things are mellow and you're in a cafe, it's like, do 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 do. And I mean, especially since a lot of it happened during, like, the winter months, mm-hmm. I think the first thing you do think of is, like, those earlier renditions, or those popularized uh, renditions of like famous Christmas songs, mm-hmm. like the Frank Sinatra version or like the Louis Armstrong version of like Jingle Bell Rock. That's <laughs> a bad example, but like, you know what I mean. Oh, Winter Wonderland was the one that was in this. Yeah, one. <laughs> but it's okay. Period. We love it. <laughs> Santa Baby, you know. Santa Baby. <laughs> it's like a comfort movie. You have like, most a definitely. Cause... Yeah, because like I, 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 I was talking about this with my sister. The other day. And we're going to have her as a special guest, so look forward to that. <laughs> I think you're going to like it. But um, I was talking about this with my sister the other day, and she was like, do you ever have a comfort video? Like, because sometimes yeah. I, I would, like, go on YouTube and rewatch this one video over and over and over again. Because, it like, whenever I was having, like, a really tough time, like, that's a video that I would come back to. Right. And mine, for example, was the Jenna Marbles video where it. she put rhinestones all over her face. Oh. And I would come back to that video and laugh at it because it just, like, was a good time. Like, do you have a video like that? Yeah, I would do that with, um, <laughs> Dan is not on fire when he was that. Um, uh-huh. it was the, like, typos are ruining my life. And, like, I, I literally would quote it, like, all the time. And I still watch it, like, when I'm, like, super sad. Mm-hmm. We should watch it after this. Period, we should. Love because, it. Because, like, I, there was this one part, and, um, <laughs> like, he, he had a typo. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and one of it is, like, oh, hey, Grandpa or something. But he was talking about how, like, typos would change it to, Gay bananas. And, like, <laughs> it cracked me up. And it still does. I love that. So, See, it's, yeah, yes, it's like, I have it's a like comfort this, video. <laughs> it's, like, those little things like that. Because, like, not, not, I mean, not only is it, like, a comfort movie, Harry Met Sally. Like, not only is it a comfort movie because the soundtrack is so comforting. But, like, it's predictable. Sometimes you just want, like, when things are out of control, mm-hmm. you just want to sit down and watch a predictable movie that makes you laugh. And, you know, right. like... Unless you feel a couple of emotions. Right. And it's not too, like, emotionally grueling where if you're as sensitive as I do, you cry during it. Because <laughs> I cry during a, a lot of movies. but And I don't necessarily consider those movies to be comfort movies, you know right. what I mean? But a, a movie where you can, you know, like, get in touch with your emotions while not going through any type of emotional distress. You know what I mean? I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Period. Okay, so category four, writing. Writing. I actually like, I think something that I liked about this movie a lot was that the comedic timing was really good. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think with the fun fact, I talked about how Billy Crystal improvised a Mm -hmm. lot. And as someone who is not very good at improv, (laughs) um, I thought that was like super good. It was really impressive. And um, this probably doesn't really go into writing, but I think with the writing, um, it really, like, expressed the chemistry between both um, <clears throat> Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. I thought their chemistry was, like, mm-hmm. absolutely that amazing. Was really good. And um, the plot was 
the plot was something that like it's like fanciful but like it can also happen it, yeah no it's yeah. realistic you know and I, mean? I think when you had the excerpts of um like the couples the coming in i thought oh, that I like was that like super cute and i don't know like for someone who doesn't really care for marriage it like made me like want to just be like yeah let me get married like this yeah. is so cute you know like you see like you sort of you see yourself in that position you know what i mean like it's not you know it's a made-up thing like you know it's a movie right well i think but... the um couples i thought they were real were they real i thought they were I have no clue. We'll look I mean, it up. We'll look it up. But yeah. I, I mean, you, you start, you know, you see the, those examples of love and you see, you know, this like life that they're living and you're just like, hmm, maybe I could, I could live that. You know what I mean? And you know, it's made up, but it's still nice to imagine it. Right. But. I get that, yeah. Were they real? The couples? Um, they're based on true stories. Okay. So the stories are real. Okay. Yeah. I, I like but that. But even then, Yeah. I mean, it's, like, just, like, when you hear about, like, your great-grandpa and how, like, you know, your great-grandmother met, mm-hmm. and just, like, it's something that, I don't know, like, no matter how old you are, I feel like you can just look up at it with, like, doughy eyes. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's nice to just hear a story like that, because it's just heartwarming, you know what I mean? Right. And I think it was, I think they were placed in good times, because throughout the movie, you're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen to them, you know what I mean? Are they gonna stay friends? But I think it reminds you... Like, all the stories had, like, the consistent theme of they always would come back to each other. Right. Even if they left each other. Right. So I thought that was really nice. And, I mean, you talked about how um, he was in front of an arch. And, um, I don't know if this is maybe just me, but <laughs> don't arches, like... Wait. No, they don't. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. No, what are you going to say? <laughs> I was going to be like, don't they look like boomerangs? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, a oh, boomerang, like, always comes back. I mean, you make a good... <laughs> Your argument is sound, but I don't think I've ever heard that before. I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Boomerangs no. are arches, to but be like, fair. But I'm gonna come back like a boomerang. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> A JoJo Siwa song as a source to your argument. It's, it's a logical argument. No. <laughs> the logic is sound. The premise is sound. <laughs> the premise is sound. Therefore, the conclusion is true. Therefore, it's logical. It is. <laughs> Thank you, logic course. <laughs> you know what? No, comedic timing. Go. Comedic timing. Whatever. It's no, fine. Okay, so here's, you know, like you can tell when something's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I think a thing with, I mean, not modern TV shows, I guess, but I guess modern TV shows is that you know laugh tracks are a thing, and the excessive use of laugh tracks is possible Mm -hmm. and it's sort of a thing where you know where to laugh because it tells you where to laugh right but when you have like excellent comedic timing like this like you don't need to know when to laugh you just laugh when you find it funny and it is funny i like um tv shows i feel are different when it comes to stuff like that but i like um movie oh movies don't have laugh tracks what am i talking about i just like i I realized that like just now (laughs) sorry (laughs) the sentiment is there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the sentiment is there. It's fine. Well, okay. Well, then fine. And it's basically with, like, TV shows. Like, I feel whenever you don't have, um, like, a laugh track, like, you make a personal connection with it mm-hmm. because it's what you find funny. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's like, a um, not, like, a different 
experience for... I guess it is. It's sort of like, it can be a different experience for everybody because the director, of course, knows when they're, they're supposed to be jokes. Like, right. you, you know when the jokes are in there and you want to make them funny. But, but like, how they... Because how they land, you can't predict that. Exactly. Like, you, yeah. can, you can have a joke land to where you find it funny personally, but another person may not find that funny. Right. But I think it's... It did a good job of, like, just having something for everybody to find funny. Like a you know universal I mean? um, comedic... Comedic timing, timing. basically. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Because, like, there were times when, when I would be laughing and you, you wouldn't be laughing. Right. And there would be times when you were laughing, but I wouldn't be laughing. Right. But we still thought it was an equally funny movie. So. We also have different senses, senses of humor. humor. <laughs> but it appealed to both of us. So I right. think, you know, that's it. That, that's a good movie. When you know yeah. it appeals to everybody, even though people may have different senses of humor. Right. So category Ooh. three, cinematography. Cinematography. Ooh, I actually took notes on this one. Ooh. Woo! Well, while she gets her notes up, I like I said, I think it's a really cozy movie. Like, I just want to, like, drink hot chocolate and watch this movie. Because mm-hmm. it's just so... And I think it did a great job of um, doing, like, the colors to match their age and their um, stages in their oh, life. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, when they graduated college, a lot of stuff was bright. Like, her car was a bright yellow with a rainbow, and it was, you know, a new beginning. Mm-hmm. But then when you go to, like, 26, you're still finding yourself, and it's, like, a bunch of different, like, colors, but it's more gray because it's still, like... It, you're not black and white on like what you want to be mm-hmm. quite and you know but then color when they theory. get color theory love it and then when you go to like um what, what were they like 31 31 32 yeah. yeah like it's more what am i trying to say well I, as like, you grow up you you yeah notice less your surroundings when you have like a through line in your life like if you have a job you know and i think they started to yeah. find that you don't necessarily take yeah. the time to smell the roses when you have a job and that, you can yeah. you could see it in their apartments i feel mm-hmm. like especially in the way they um they would show themselves in their clothing i forgot what i was saying you're but, yeah <laughs> but um i took notes about like they i don't know if you noticed but they they had like a lot of like sweeping shots that would follow the action mm-hmm. like um some examples i can think of that i liked a lot were when jess and harry were at the baseball game okay or was it football it was football, I think, right? Football. They were at the football game, and they were all doing the wave, but they were having the conversation. Right. So every time they would go up, the camera would follow them up and down, as right. opposed to staying in one place and waiting for him to sit back down. Right. That, and then, like, you know, like, um, this is probably something in a lot of movies, but, like, when, at the very beginning, when they were driving, and, like, the camera, the car would be approaching the camera, and then the camera would only turn once the car was in front of it. Right. Like, it was following the car down the yeah. road. I guess the purpose of that is just to, like, keep your focus on you know, like, the, the people of interest, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I think, um, I, I think mainly to keep your focus on the people's faces. Because I think when you're watching a movie and you're, you know, you're looking at a certain character and the camera breaks away, mm-hmm. it sort of takes you out of the moment for a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever watched a video where you're so into it and then it just changes right out of nowhere? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I guess, serves to keep your focus on... The, the person like when they were at the football game they were still having that conversation even though they were doing something else right so it it serves to like not take you out of the moment like the wave doesn't take you out of the moment right you're still in the moment you right know what i mean and i think it's like you're in the moment with the characters because they're not really focusing on the you know the action at hand yeah, yeah, yeah. the external uh actions either yeah like they're focusing within the conversation within their own not intrusive but their own like you know a little back and forth, yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, what is the wait, external and then internal? Intrin- intrinsic. Intrinsic. Yes. Your mind. Yeah, my mind. <laughs> but even talking about the football game, kind of going into category two, unless sure. you're good. Okay. I'm not um, I enjoyed the way they did sound with that mm-hmm. because um, it went from like the loudness of the football game and like the uh, uh, uh of um, the football players like mm-hmm. ramming into each other. And then all of that just, like, started to, like, mute itself once mm-hmm. it, like, got into um, their conversation. Like, it wasn't drowned out mm-hmm. by... Um, all the sounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was, like... I don't know why. I thought that was, like, really cool for some reason. I mean, yeah, it is cool. Because it felt, like, like, more realistic. Because, I mean, when you talk... When you're talking to somebody about something that you care about, like, nothing that's going around you is really going to yeah. distract you about that. Because you're so in your feelings. And I mm-hmm. feel like the person you're talking to is, like... Mm-hmm. Like in your feelings too with you. Yeah, I thought I thought that was cool because it's like, I thought it was really realistic. Like it was shown to us realistically. Right. Like not not like realistic, realistic, but really humanistic. Like yeah. you're sort of watching it. Like you're like you're experiencing what he's experiencing, even though you know you're not. Right. But you know, if he's focused on a conversation, then you're gonna be listening to. Right. Or if she's distracted, then you're not then you're going to see her being distracted and like right. there are going to be sounds around you that are going to be like, oh, you can be distracted by that. Right. Yeah, I think this movie did a really good job of just like putting us in the moment with the characters and like allowing us to connect with the characters because another thing I wrote down for cinematography was that they had a lot of like still long shots, like mm-hmm. close-ups, I guess, in the people's faces. I think what that serves to do is, well, not, not only to make a connection because of intimacy, because of course you're going to make a connection when you're like really close to somebody like that. It but, was more like an emotional intimacy mm-hmm. between the um, audience and the characters, I yeah, feel. Yeah, I agree. Because if you're looking at a person's face for that long, you can tell when they're lying. Because yeah. I feel like that there were a lot of instances in the movie where they would say one thing, but their face would say another thing. Right. Like, at, um, not the beginning, but like sort of near the beginning when, like it was like the, at the beginning of the third section when they were 31. And right. she was like telling Harry that she was like, oh, I'm over Joe. But you could tell that she wasn't. Right. Because, like, she, like, when you're looking at her face for that long, then, you know, it doesn't give you a break. Like, you're forced to see she is lying. And you need to remember that she is lying. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, throughout the entire movie, like, I feel like Billy Crystal has a face that feels very monotone until you actually feel something. Mm -hmm. And I, you could tell, like, when he, like, expressed, proclaimed, like, his love to Sally, he was, like, you could see it on his face that he was Mm -hmm. feeling something. Mm Mm-hmm. Or when he when he saw Helen, like you could see on his face that he was feeling something, mm-hmm. and I think it really showed like like the weird complexities of men's emotions in sure. a way. Yeah, where like sometimes it feels like a facade <clears throat> until it isn't. Yeah. So because yeah. like she was she was talking about something with him, something with emotions. <laughs> not that he was not that he was repressed, but like I think something with his personality was that he. A lot of his personality defended on keep, uh, defended uh, depended on keeping up with that facade. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because like he right away wants to or at the wedding at um what are their names at Jess and Marie's, Marie's yeah. wedding yeah they like had just like had sex and they weren't talking about it because it was really complicated right. and right away like they they go up to each other at the wedding and she's very she's standoffish because she's upset with him right. but he immediately is like oh the winter months ah. <laughs> like that's like a whole part of his personality to keep up that facade that he's feeling okay yeah. and that's why she's upset yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um something i feel like we have to talk about are the split shots 
Okay. Because do you... Was oh, that? they... Um, I know they got inspiration from the 1959 film Pillow Talk. Okay, period. Something like that. Anyways, but yeah, I really enjoyed those a lot. Me too. I thought those were like really cool. Every time I think of split shots, this sounds so weird and it probably okay. has nothing to do with anything, but I think of Usher. Please explain. No, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like I had a thought, but like Usher keeps coming into my mind. That's okay. Okay, gather yourself. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. So, I think, um, I I know it probably wasn't, it wasn't, they probably, or whoever directed it, probably didn't invent the split shot in movies, right? Yeah, no. But I feel like a movie like that probably nuanced it. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Like, Especially just, probably in modern. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. modern modern film. It was probably a nuance in modern film. And, um, you know, I don't know much about it, so I could be wrong, <laughs> but... Um, I, I thought I thought it was really I thought it was really cool because it, I think it just did a good job of connecting the characters even when they weren't together. You know what I mean? And I think like yeah, the, and I think that really sorry, but like no, no, I okay. think um, when you connect a character when they're not even like despite the location their or the distance, distance yeah. it really shows their emotional connection for sure. Because mm-hmm. like you know, no matter the distance, no matter the location, you're still on like that same emotional yeah. playing field. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really evident throughout a lot of their actions, mm-hmm. because even like when they fir- when they're on their car ride from um, Chicago to New York, like they were so distant, even though they were close. But then mm-hmm. once they were adults, they could talk to each other without being emotionally constipated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh crap! What was I gonna say? You could tell that they were yeah. closer emotionally, even though they are older and farther apart in that instance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you can be close together and not have a connection. Exactly. Um, and I think the best example of the split shots in this movie was when they were both calling Jess and Marie, and they were Jess and Marie was still in bed, mm-hmm. and they were calling about how they had just done it. It was really complicated. Um, it also paired with the comedic timing, which I feel like was a thing that I liked a lot because really? mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably one of the earlier examples of you know that like trope in films where there are characters trying to explain something and they're like finishing each other's sentences mm-hmm. but it's like completely different stories right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i feel like you can tell it's a good movie when it has influence like that because i feel like it you know it might have been one of the earlier examples of that trope in film right. and then split shots um i'm guessing were probably used a lot more after that well okay so i it just seems influential. i just did more research and mm-hmm. um so like uh, you know, there were, like, more laws and um, censorship on movies. Yeah. And, uh, like, especially during the 50s, like, couples weren't, you weren't allowed to be seen in bed together, so they mm-hmm. used split shots in order to, like, show between oh. a husband and wife. But I think within this film, they used it more to just be like, we're just friends, because they were, like, you know, distant, and they yeah. weren't in bed together. And I think when they like got in bed together it was weird for even the audience because it's just like you think this is something that you want yeah but then when you get it you're just like like, hmm because yeah because it's 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 different than the the split shot you're like okay this is cool you get you get used to it you get used to that kind of relationship but then when it suddenly changes you can even tell like in the way that they were acting and in that part where she was like getting up to get water and bringing it back to him there was no music and mm-hmm. she, it was as awkward for us as it was as it for was them. for them. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think I think that's that's really interesting how it's like 
you know that they're meant to be together. It's a predictable movie. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I, I like a lot that they sort of changed our expectations or challenged our expectations. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see that they're in a split shot, like, quote unquote, in bed together. And like, this isn't weird. But then when they're finally in bed together, like, this is weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that goes to our final category. Did we like it? Did we like it? Yes. yes, I liked it. I did. I liked it a lot. I I, I knew I was going to like it because um, we were supposed to watch The Devil Wears Prada. And we will soon. And we will soon. Um, but, you know, I think I think it wasn't like a disappointment that we had to watch this movie or anything. No, definitely, like, yeah. I, I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was a really, really nice movie. It's a nice comfort movie. Um, I mean, until it was Devil Wears Prada. True. But so. Um, I, I would watch this at a sleepover. Um, I probably wouldn't watch it for fun because I would watch it at a sleepover probably with you. Yeah. Not like a big group like unless sleepover. like unless that big group actually wants to watch the movie. Sure. Because I feel like I would actually want to watch it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because I don't I don't think it's something I would put on just to have it in just the background. Just to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would definitely Fair. watch it if it's just like me and you or like someone mm-hmm. else. You know. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really nice feel good movie. For a Monday where things are kind of stressing me out. <laughs> so, period. All right. Period. Favorite character and favorite scene. Okay. Um, honestly, my favorite character was Ira, Helen's new husband. Please explain. Because I love the name Ira. <laughs> it reminds me of Ira Glass from NPR. Hi, Ira, if you're listening. Hi, Ira. Um, yeah. That's and he just seemed like a cool dude. Yeah. Fair, fair. He, he, he seemed, seemed like a really cool, a cool dude. Guy. Like, yeah. he didn't... He didn't do anything. He was just, just like, yo, what's up? Yeah. I feel like he was just, like, caught in the crossfire. He was. Yeah. He deserved better. He did. Yeah. Because he just was just like, for Ira. Hi, Harry. Yeah. And Harry was like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Favorite scene? Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy when they were in the apartment arguing over the coffee table. Um, I like that Because, scene. oh my gosh, like, the amount of times I've been... like. The amount of times you can argue with someone over something so minuscule, mm-hmm. like, over, like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I like this. Like, it's such a first world problem, and sometimes I enjoy just seeing that, like, in yeah. other people, because it's just, like, it honestly doesn't matter in the end, because they're still gonna love each other no matter yeah. what. And, yeah, I thought that was just, like, really, I don't know, it reminded me of just, like, a lot of, like, everyday conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So. Period. Period. My favorite character, I feel like, was probably Marie, because I think... I like that trope a lot. Like, the best friend that knocks some sense into you. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm ready to brag, but... <laughs> Anyways. But no, I liked her. I thought she was... You know, I feel like, you know, you have an affinity for the cool characters, and she was just a cool person. She was like, you know, go with the flow, let whatever happens happen. Right. And I, I appreciate that kind of person, like, especially as a person who's uptight about a lot of things you appreciate having that kind of a person in your life exactly Mm -hmm. like you need sometimes you need like that that guidance a little bit Mm -hmm. you need to have fun because i think a lot of times sally just like was a person who uh prioritized a lot of other things over fun right and marie was like just have fun and then sally was more as harry would say low maintenance yeah yeah sally was right and I think my favorite scene was, I think it was when they were, like, at the very beginning of the third section, um, when Sally and Marie and her other friend, who I don't remember the name of, were all sitting, Did like, at that restaurant. Name? I have no clue. She looks like a Nancy. Let's call her Nancy. Nancy, for sure. Okay. But they were all sitting at that restaurant, and um, they were talking about how 
Sally and Joe broke up for the first time, and they were yeah. trying to find her a uh, new guy. Because I just thought it was a really pretty shot. I liked it a lot. <laughs> that was pretty. <laughs> and I was talking about it, and I was like, oh, to live in that background. Because <laughs> it was, like, very bright, very colorful, like, reds yeah. and greens. Just, like, a nice background to eat, too. Or eat to eat in front of, I guess. Yeah, and, that was really pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, period. That's period. Good. So, let's, it's time to rate it. When Harry Met Sally, Jordan's rating is... Five Christmas trees out of five. This is my first time doing it out of five. Correctly. Period. Yes, Period. Well, I was having to cut it out and redo it. <laughs> oh, a little behind the scenes secret. Um, okay. Oh. Anyway. Um, my rating is four point five Christmas trees out of five. She's a tough critic. I'm not a tough. Critic. <laughs> I, I liked it. I think I liked it better than a lot of the movies we watched in the past. I don't know. Definitely. I don't know what I rated Clueless as, but it was probably around the same. It was around the same, but I do think this yeah. is a little bit. Yeah. Okay, let's say 4.6 for posterity. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that was a good movie. I liked it a lot. I, yeah. <sighs> it was a nice break, and now I gotta do homework, so... Gross. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> watching the fourth episode, or listening to the fourth ep- fourth ep- the <gasps> Starting over. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the fourth episode of our podcast. We really appreciate it. Happy one month anniversary Happy to you. Happy one month. Oh my gosh. Wow. And One we're month. only going to keep growing from here. Period. Period. Watch us in a year. Blossom. We're going to be on NPR. Period. <laughs> we're speaking that into existence. Period. We're speaking it into existence. Ira Glass is going to be our next co-host. We're about to manifest it. Yes. Period. So, um, check our bio for some links. Period. For all the links we had last time. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And remember. Thank you. Oh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and remember, if you think you've seen your favorite movie, no, no you, you haven't. haven't. Bye. Thanks for listening.